Hey everybody, uh, I miss you guys. I hope everyone had a wonderful youth time tonight without me. Um, I would love to have been there. I know that uh, Rob and Terry did a great job, so hopefully the food was good and everything else went well. I'm sure it did. I uh, am still in Nashville. I'll be home. Well, we'll have youth next week with me, and so I'll be back this week, not too long from now, uh, just kind of taking a writing vacation. Uh, and I've done decently well with writing, so that's good. Um, I did want to post, though, and just do a podcast uh, standing here in my hotel room. So um, we are technically still in the uh, Fooled series. Uh, I actually forget what I've called it right off the top of my head, but I'll find that out later after this, which doesn't matter for this recording. But, oh, Fool Me Once. That was it. See, I did that on the way, and I'm not even going to edit that. So everybody at home who is listening to this, this is basically what live... Uh, talking is like, so anyway, I'm going to go on, but we're in the, the Fool Me Once series, and so far we just talked about money, because Easter was last week, and we didn't have youth, and this week was different, um, and so I'm going to go ahead and do a message this week, but just to recap, it's basically about lies that the world tells, lies that people say, things that people believe, uh, not even to trick you necessarily, but just things that people truly believe because of movies, because of TV, because of society, uh, because of people that, that tell them these things. Uh, and so they grow up believing them. They think them like money. Everybody thinks money is the most important thing. Obviously, it's important, and we talked about that. But when that becomes all that you look for, that becomes all that you have. Uh, C.S. Lewis once said a quote that's essentially... Um, if you reach for the world, then you lose everything. If you reach for heaven, you get the world thrown in, which is basically saying if you make money your number one priority or anything that, that isn't Jesus, um, then that is eventually going to go away. Uh, it's just impossible to ever have enough. It's impossible to ever be complete that way. But if you go for Jesus, if you do everything you can to be like him, do everything you can to treat others as you want to be treated, do everything you can to, to, to just be your best, then you may not be the richest person in the world, but you're going to, to be okay. You're going to have everything you need. You're going to keep going forward. And and it's not like this magic thing. It's because of priorities, because you're giving your life to him and you're doing the right thing. And so as you go, uh, you just kind of build on that. Um, this week, what I want to talk about is the idea that you can't do it, uh, that you're a failure if you fail, <laughs> um, that... Uh, even the, the mental health, I want to get into that a little bit, that mental health stops you from being able to succeed, and just all kinds of things like that. So first, I'm going to read um, Exodus 4, 1 through 12, and this is Moses. But Moses protested again, what if they won't believe me or listen to me? What if they say the Lord never appeared to you? Then the Lord asked him, what's that in your hand? A shepherd's staff, Moses replied. Throw it down on the ground, the Lord told him. So Moses threw down the staff, and it turned into a snake. Moses jumped back. Then the Lord told him, reach out and grab its tail. So Moses reached out and grabbed it, and it turned back into a shepherd's staff in his hand. Perform this sign, the Lord told him. Then they will believe that the Lord, the God of their ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob really has appeared to you. Then the Lord said to Moses, now put your hand inside your cloak. So Moses put his hand inside his cloak, and when he took it out again, his hand was white as snow with a severe skin disease. Now put your hand back into your cloak, the Lord said. So Moses put his hand back in, and when he took it out, it was healthy as the rest of his body. The Lord said to Moses, if they do not believe you and are not convinced by the first miraculous sign, then they will be convinced by the second sign. And if they don't believe you or listen to you even after these two signs, then take some water from the Nile River and pour it on the dry ground. When you do, the water of the Nile will turn to blood on the ground. 
But Moses pleaded with the Lord, O Lord, I'm not very good with words. I never have been, and I'm not now. Uh, Even though you have spoken to me, I get tongue-tied and my words get tangled. Then the Lord asked Moses, Who makes a person's mouth? Who decides whether people speak or do not speak? Hear or do not hear? See or do not hear? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will be with you as you speak, and I will instruct you in what to say. So I always love this story because it's kind of forgotten in the grand scheme of things with Moses. When people talk about Moses, it's usually about the parting of the Red Sea or the the Ten Plagues or um, the Ten Commandments or just him talking to to. God. It's something along those lines. It's about Moses being a hero, and Moses Moses was a heroic figure. Um, However, this part shows who Moses really is, not just a murderer, which he had been forgiven of, and, you know, he still felt anger and guilt and everything on top of that, but it shows that he doesn't believe in himself. Uh, He had a lot of anxiety. He didn't think that he could do things. He didn't think people would listen to him. He didn't think people would care about him. He didn't think people would believe him. If that sounds familiar, then you know what I'm talking about. Um, Not everybody that that is listening to this deals with anxiety. I get that. And it's not just about that, but that's where I'm going to start. But anxiety is something that that lies to us, and it's something that we can't help feeling. It's something that that, uh, is brain chemistry and all of that, and there are ways to cope with it. There are therapies. There are different things that can help, but it's still something that is there, a voice that is there. Uh, And I want to say that a lot of people who don't understand that, and even some people who do, will say you can never be successful as long as you have that voice, and that's very untrue. Now, obviously, the goal is to get help, and the goal is to talk about it, and the goal is to try to not listen to that voice, but that does not stop you from being successful. It doesn't stop you from being a Christian. Um, My entire life, I've been told by people here and there that I don't have enough faith, and that's why I have anxiety and depression, Um, but I keep going. I stand up in front of people, and I talk. I sit in a hotel room, and I record uh, while looking out the window at a strip mall that I can't tell if it has anything in it. And I do all of these things because I trust in him and I try. It's not that I don't feel drained afterwards. It's not that I don't get scared. It's that I trust him. And so the anxiety is still there and I still struggle with that, but I'm still able to succeed because I'm doing it with him and for him. Uh, and so people that say, Hey, you can't do anything until you're cured. You can't do anything until you get help. That's not true. Again, that should be the goal is to try to get help and to try to, to grow and all of those things. But that's not always going to be the case. And it never means that that's the stopping point. You can always keep going just like Moses kept going. Uh, one of the things that is often forgotten with Moses is he didn't do the talking when it came to the Pharaoh and to everything. It was Aaron, his brother who talked because Moses kept arguing with God and saying, I can't do this. And God didn't say, well, we're done now. And he also didn't say, well, you have to do this because you have to show that you have enough faith. Uh, He said, listen, you need to have faith in me and I'm going to help you by letting Aaron talk, which shows again that God has a place for us no matter what we deal with, no matter what we struggle with, no matter who we are, he can help us through that, even if it's having somebody else talk. Now, obviously, if you have a presentation for school or something, that's not going to be the case, but there are ways through that too. And it's again saying you're not a failure in those cases. It's not that you can't do it. It's that you're learning how to do it within what you can do. And God is there just like he was with Moses. Um, The other thing is Moses failed a lot in his life, and some of it was because of his anger, some of it was because of how people saw him, some of it was because of his inability to talk, but he failed. However, he didn't really fail, and I know that's tricky and it sounds weird, but what I mean by that is failure is only a thing if you quit. Uh, Failure is only failure at the end. Um, I'm going to use Jordan because I always use Jordan because he's a wonderful example of this, Uh, but when he got cut from his high school basketball team, 
a lot of people, even almost as good as him, even with talent, would have been like, well, this sucks. I quit. I'm going to go play football or I'm going to go do something else. Because usually if you're extremely talented in a sport, then you're able to at least partially do another sport. That's not always the case, but but especially in people like Jordan who uh, had overwhelming talent and the desire to use it. Uh, and yes, I know that he played baseball not very successfully, but if he'd started playing baseball then and lived his whole life playing baseball, then he probably would have been pretty good. Maybe not great like he was in basketball, but pretty good. Uh, and so a lot of people would have done that. They would have been like, well, I failed. It's over. Yet he didn't. And so as he went into the NBA, uh, he was thought of as great immediately. He did a lot. He saved Nike, as you may have seen in the Air movie. Uh, he did a lot of stuff. He was always skillful. But as he played, he wasn't winning championships. And so he slightly changed how he played. There's an awesome stat where you look at, he played point guard for a few games in a season. I forget, 10, 15, 20. Uh, and his stats in that are like all-time great point guard stats, including assists, including shooting percentage. But he didn't do that all the time. He just did what was needed. Uh, but my point again is people would start to call him a failure. Like, oh, he's great, but yeah, he can't win. Well, then he won and he kept winning and he never lost in the finals. Uh, and every time he met a challenge, he could have quit, but he didn't, and he kept going. And, you know, you see that in a lot of athletes. You see that in especially the great ones. But it's important to remember uh, what makes them great isn't necessarily the talent. It's that they keep playing. Tiger Woods right now, uh, he's not winning anymore. And he had to withdraw from the Masters. And I know that not everybody cares about golf, and I don't super either, but I know this story. What makes him Tiger Woods is not the fact that he won all the time, although obviously that's part of it. What makes him Tiger Woods is that he kept going out and playing even knowing, well, I might have to withdraw, but he kept trying because he, there's a chance when you try that you're going to win. And I guarantee that he tries again next year in the Masters and probably some other tournaments between now and then. And he may never win again, but he's going to keep trying because the only true failure is quitting. And so Moses, again, shows us here uh, he's going to keep trying, even when he wants to quit, even when he thinks he should quit. He keeps trying because he trusts God. Uh, and so the world would say, just give up. You can't do this. You can't talk. You're not cool. You're not popular. You're not smart enough. You're not good enough. And he, God says, it, it, I am, and, and I can help you with this. I can help you through this I can and build you. I can help you just keep trying, keep going. Uh, a quote I used recently in a sermon on Sunday morning is that uh, success is on the same road as failure. It's just a little further down. Like everybody who's ever succeeded has failed before that. Every single person who has ever succeeded has failed before that. What makes people different is when they keep going past that failure and then they find that it's not really a failure. It's just a learning opportunity. And so again, the world would say, hey, you're just never going to get math, or you're never going to get English, or you're never going to do well enough to, to find the right job, or to find somebody uh, that you love, or to be loved. You're never going to do well enough to be considered a success. And, and God would say, hey, keep going, because you will be. You just have to keep trying. You have to keep living for him. And the other thing we see is God didn't have to do this stuff that he was doing to Moses. Uh, he didn't have to show him what we would see as tricks, kind of. And now they're God's power, but when you see it, uh, you see a shepherd staff change and you see his hand do that, like it looks like magic tricks. Again, it's not magic tricks, but to the appearance, it looks like magic tricks. God didn't have to do that. Uh, he could have just appeared before Moses talked and said, hey, I'm God. You can hear me. You can see me. I'm going to prove it right now. I'm going to send fire down or I'm going to do this. And you see, I'm God. This is Moses. Listen to him. He's 
uh, my voice right now. And that would have been it. Like people would have listened to Moses because they were scared of God, because they saw evidence of God. However, he wanted Moses to also be a part of things. He wanted Moses to know that he is valuable beyond just existing. Like he has things to do. He has a calling. He has abilities. And so he did these things, not because he had to, was because it enabled Moses to play a part. And so Moses is the one that would pull out the shepherd's staff. God could have done that without Moses' involvement. God could have parted the Red Sea without Moses raising it. God could have done the ten plagues without Moses doing things. Like, God could have done all of that without Moses. But he wanted Moses to feel a part of things, to feel loved, to know that he was successful, to know that he was valuable. That is all what our life is. God can do everything without us. Uh, if, If you feel called to something, for example, let's just go with me and you feel called to ministry. If I chose right now to quit forever ministry, somebody else is going to step in. Somebody is going to, to be the youth pastor. Somebody would preach on Sundays. Somebody would do everything that I do now. Differently probably, but they would do everything that I do now because God's work continues. But he wants me to be a part of that and to feel uh, just the impact of that and to have impact. And he knows that that helps me and helps others. And so that is why I continue, because I trust him, because I know that he has a plan, and he has that for each of us. No matter what it is you want to do, no matter who it is you want to be, he has a plan for you, and he's not going to let you fail if you keep trying. That doesn't mean if you're like, oh, well, I want to be a star NBA player one day, then boom, you're going to do that if you just keep trying. Obviously, there there are limits, but you can be involved in that in some way. Maybe it's not a star NBA player. Maybe you become a coach or a trainer or a sports writer. Maybe you become uh, somebody who helps somebody be a star NBA player. Things like that happen. But it's about continuing to seek him, continuing to know that you're never a failure. You are never a failure. I don't care what grades you get. I don't care what your GPA is. Uh, Maybe you don't get things the way everybody else does. Maybe you're not making the grades. But if you're trying your best, and I mean it, if you're really trying your best, then you're doing well enough. And you're going to make it through. Uh, Maybe in a different way. Maybe you have to find a different path. Maybe you have to find uh, a, a different major or whatever, but you will make it. You just have to keep trying and trusting him just like Moses did, Uh, just like I do, just like everyone who who truly succeeds in this life does. Not world success, but real success where where you feel a part of that life because God wants you to. And, And so just trust in yourself, but above that, trust in him. And that's all I got.